AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldis.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Noreen Hall. Noreen is the founder and CEO of InSpace Proximity. Noreen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Uh, Noreen, so let's start with yourself. Um, can you talk us through your background, uh, where you first got started with technology, uh, some of the roles you've held along the way, and take us up to uh, the recent founding of InSpace? Yes, uh, I think I really started with technology when I was in fourth grade. Uh, I was really obsessed with the concept of hacking and just sort of building programs and just kind of doing funny things and pranks uh, in school. You know, I went to school, studied applied math. That was really fun. Um, And later on, I sort of uh, got into programming and started with web development, which I found like it's really rewarding to start with web development because it's very Quickly, you can see the results and it's like really fun to create things Um, and then continued, uh, got into a master's degree for computer science. And um, at that point, I really started getting interested in complex systems and complex systems are really fun. Where like the idea is that the sum of the items is not always equal to total because you have the interactions in there. And I started studying networks and different things. And of course, at this time, uh, data science was not quite as trendy and popular. So um, it wasn't really the name that people would just talk quite a bit. And uh, I think one time we're having this conversation and my professor mentioned about data science and I was like, ah, that's exactly what I'm doing. And it's like so much fun. So it was really fun. Uh, It was just the perfect timing. And when I graduated with PhD, that's kind of when sort of it was really trending topic and everybody was talking about it. And uh, yeah, I started working as a data scientist. I was at IBM Watson, um, which was really fun. And one of the things was like, I was always fascinated with the fact of automating my own jobs, which, uh, you know, was kind of quite nice. Like um, in college, I had this job where I would do research for patents. It was kind of sort of a site thing to do. And I wrote this program that would automatically analyze the text and find the relevant content from context. And then I would just run this code to do what I was supposed to do, which is like, really fun. Um, And uh, yeah, so after that, I realized I love working in entrepreneurial sort of environments. I worked in early startups, um, kind of really loved that atmosphere of creativity and sort of flat landscape where everything is sort of possible. And I realized I was really enjoying this concept of wearing different hats, depending what you need to do. And that sort of is really fun for data science. I think it's, it's really great where you have an intersection of multiple disciplines and you can sort of just, um, you know, one day you're sort of thinking about the business side of the problem and then you're thinking statistics and math and then coding and actually programming everything. And then how do you communicate that and sort of kind of more strategically. So it's, it's really fun being able to wear different hats. I appreciate you talking us through your background and how you were doing components of data science before the, the phrase was coined and, and then you, you pursued that. So taking us up to now in space proximity, your recently formed organization, uh, can you give us a, an overview of, of what in space does, the origins behind it, and you know what an in, insane few months you've had since founding the business? 
you know, in March when we all moved to virtual learning, uh, it was um, really interesting time period because, uh, you know, I, I teach at Champlain College and I started a data science program there. And uh, one of the things that I always did was like, I always had my content online. So it, I felt very comfortable moving to virtual education in March. However, when we sort of had that first class in virtual space, um, I remember recalling, it was like, there's this awkward interaction moment where like, you know, you just couldn't have like those vibrant conversations that were in physical spaces that we had before. And the teamwork just became a nightmare of managing between rooms and everything in like Zoom. And I remember this time thinking, it's just not clicking quite as well. The reward of teaching was just not quite there um, in virtual space. So at that point, uh, I was sort of thinking about um, how do we actually make this work? And so the idea of InSpace came and the, the whole goal there was, how can we have a better virtual video conferencing platform that actually supports the same interactions and the same kind of teamwork and collaborative nature that we have in you know, physical spaces? And that's kind of where it all started. Uh, it was in August, we wrote our first line of code. Um, actually, my co-founder is from Armenia. I called her and I said, look, I have this idea and I think we can do better with teaching if we had better tools. And so, of course, her first reaction was, um, she said, so you wanna build something better than Zoom and Google Meets in a month, is, is that correct? And I said, well, I think we can do it. And you know, she of course thought I'm absolutely crazy. <laughs> and but the truth was, we were both excited about the concept and we just started working on it. And the next thing we know, we had um, seven to uh, 10 engineers join us and we we're just coding around the clock. It was very inspiring. We just created the minimal working product and we we're just like, you know, really just playing in the space and just it felt great being feeling connected. Um, in September, uh, this was like only a month after we started working on this, we had our minimal working product and uh, I sent it to one of my colleagues. I was like, hey, check this out. And she just loved it and she started forwarding to others. And, you know, it just sort of spread like wildfire in the college. And the next thing I know, the president called me and he was like, hey, I don't know what InSpace is, but everybody's talking about it and everybody wants it. Like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, and, you know, I just we basically started and, you know, Champlain College was the first uh, client that signed up, at, you know, and we started working with the college in, on the beta pilot program. And then uh, it started spreading to other colleges. And then we, uh, a lot of faculty started reaching out to us and just saying, we absolutely have to use it. And we're like, we're still in beta. Are you sure that's what you want? And they said, yes. <laughs> and so now we are actually um, coming out of beta and we're in 53 colleges. And um, it's, it's, been, it's been a really crazy and fun ride just being able to scale and grow so fast as a company. Yeah, it's it's been incredible. It's certainly gone viral since the the early users for people who are in your own network. And I should, I think it's important to highlight you you also are an assistant professor and program director for data science at Champlain College. So this was something you created to use yourself, and then shared with some colleagues, and then it's it's subsequently grown rapidly. Um, to help people visualize the, the core differences between um, InSpace and other video platforms, which you mentioned, I've certainly used that and I can see the dramatic difference and how it could impact uh, virtual and online learning. But for anyone who's not used the platform yet to play around, can you explain it in layman's terms, how different it is and how it's much more supportive for the online education uh, environment? 
Absolutely. So as an educator, one of my objectives was I wanted my students to feel in charge of their experience. I wanted them to feel agency over their experience in virtual space. And so what we have done, we actually have each person has a video circle. So imagine your video, but you can actually click on it and you can move it around the space anywhere you want to be. So um, every person just moves anywhere they want to be. And it feels like you're naturally just like in physical spaces, you're getting to places and you're going to places. And uh, the magic about in space is that there's proximity based audio. And so what this means is when the video circles are close to each other, you can talk to people and engage with them and have conversations. As the video circles move away, the sounds go down. So people can go find other conversations and people get to decide when they get to close to someone and have a conversation and when they want to move away and you know talk to others so this was like one of the key features when we realized that what's really important for connecting in um, physical spaces is that ability to just get close to someone and have a conversation and then move away and that's how we do like teamwork right so like in the in my classroom i would always have students in different parts of the room and i would just stop in different with different groups and have a conversation and guide them to the right direction and then just continue. And um, and if a student had a question, they could just come close to me and ask that question. And this is exactly what happens in space. Like as, as a, students are working in different teams, they just uh, bring their circle close to me and we have a conversation. And one of the key things here is the student engagement. And um, if you ask anybody who's teaching virtually right now, one of the biggest struggles is keeping students engaged. So a lot of times students will turn off their cameras and they'll be on mute and they're sort of taking the role of a listener rather than a participant. And this happens because say, for example, in Zoom, one person talks and everybody else listens and uh if somebody has a question then everybody else have to listen to the answer of that question even though they might have not had that question they're already past that point and so what happens students start disengaging and then it's harder to engage them back into the content what happens in space you basically have all this space that people utilize and you can have multiple conversations in the same space so i can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a student while everybody else continues working in the teams but i also have that social cue of where everybody is on the space because I can see their video circles, I can see where they are, and I can even see that they are talking because there's a high low next to their circle. But at the same time, I can just have that one-on-one -on -one conversation with the same uh, with a student. So that's that's really the key difference, like being able to see where socially and uh, mentally students are in the physical space through this idea of moving uh, your video circle anywhere you want to be. Yeah, absolutely, and I think. Um given the the nature of of how education has shifted and obviously the challenges of doing things fully remote there's there's a massive need for a, a solution like this um so talk to us about what what the plans are because obviously it, it's been a uh, quite an exciting few months but you're only just getting started and, and this is a product that could easily be utilized by every um, education organization globally at all levels from university down to elementary so how have you got the product to to where it is to date what what was the uh, data and engineering you know challenges but then bigger picture what's the what's the journey like and and most importantly what does in space proximity look like post covid when we now can start to visualize life uh, after lockdowns so I think this was really interesting the way InSpace started. We, uh, I've been very fortunate to be uh, around other people who are also passionate about you know, education and also really good engineers. So right now our team is 16 people and we're all engineers and educators. So that's how sort of the core of the company is built. And um, I think it's really important that we're really 
by educators for educators. And it's it's all about really ad- addressing the pain points that are specific to education and giving really interesting solutions there. And um, the way we have been growing really is like, you know, obviously getting to the number of that large team in a very short time period was like very interesting scaling, but it sort of just happened naturally because we're all just so inspired by the problem we're trying to solve and also could relate to it. We're just living in space right now. All our meetings are there. So it just felt very natural um, kind of to, to grow to that point. And uh, one of the things that's happening is we have, we, we do a lot of demonstrations for different faculty who reached out to us. For example, early today, I was uh, talking to someone uh, from the University of Utah and now they're, you know, signed up with us. And then uh, early in the week, I was talking to someone from Hawaii and it's just really cool, like in UK. And it's really fun how like everybody from around the world just finds out about InSpace and reaches out to us. But the cool thing is that it's sort of all our meetings turn into brainstorming sessions and they immediately just like, oh, this feature would be really cool and that. And we actually take those features, we incorporate it into the product. And now we actually have different features named after different professors who came up with those uh, you know, features. And in some ways, it's kind of a fun way of crowdsourcing the idea of what do educators need and then just bringing it into a platform that we can all use together. Um, now, in terms of uh, sort of the, the growth and uh, where we're going with this. Um, so right now, InSpace is solving a very critical need for connecting with students in virtual spaces. However, we also have, um, so we're focused on higher education, colleges and universities. Um, However, we also just recently had another K-12 school sign up. Uh, It's a big school, chain school. And um, they were very motivated because, uh, you know, part of being in a K-12 is like, understanding how to socially interact with other people. And uh, the fact that you can actually move your circle and just go around and talk to people allows you to actually explore that those interactions. And so it's, it's really fun to see that. And we also have some people from events uh, who reached out to us and uh, wanted, uh, you know, our users. However, our main focus is colleges and universities and um, later K-12. That's kind of where we're staying focused. Now, post-COVID, uh, there's a lot, it's, it's kind of interesting. If you think about it, pandemic is the destruction and however the change is systemic. And a lot of us are noticing that um, it's been a really good way to pivot into moving uh, to online and using the existing technology because technology has been really growing quite a bit and people have been sort of adapting it in education at certain levels. However, this was like a really interesting pivot to just, you know, get more efficient with technology and the tools themselves are getting better. And InSpace is a really good example of that as well. Um, so what's going to happen is like, uh, you know, in the future, we, we of course don't know if there's going to be another pandemic or not, but uh, we know that we have seasonal flu, for example. And so now we can just hop into virtual class for, for the time period instead of having students to choose between coming to classroom and getting everyone else sick versus, you know, staying home and staying behind. So it's it's really interesting. And we, we're really not going to have snow days anymore because we can just hop on virtual and we don't have to make tough decisions between safety and efficiency of the learning. And I think that's really great. And we also see a future for online education where we can actually uh, you know, students can do online classes, but they can also connect um, as a community and do teamwork and project work uh, using InSpace. Yeah, InSpace is, is certainly here to stay, and I think it's only going to continue to grow as the word gets out. And it's evident by uh, the, the sheer number of uh, universities who've signed on in, you know, in a very, very short space of time. Um, 
So looking at that future growth, what are the skill sets and what future opportunities are there going to be for engineers and scientists and, and all of the people behind the scenes who've got it to this point? You're going to need to grow. You're going to need to bring in skilled people. What are you going to look for? And, and you know, people who are interested in working on a platform like this, uh, what's the opportunities for them? Yeah, I think for us as a company, we have some core values that we really are, uh, you know, establishing in our company and some of those are equity uh for example we're both uh, women founders and we would like to support women in tech and ha um, make sure that we always have sort of more equal division um among different groups and minorities in uh, a representation in our company and uh so far we're very successful <laughs> uh we're at 50 50 which is pretty rare in tech uh i'm sure you all know and i and i think there's gonna be some really exciting opportunities because um you know we we need more engineers and also data scientists for example on our platform we're using machine learning in some interesting ways to make a more fluid user experience so like your users can interact more easily. For for example, we use machine learning to separate the background noise from the foreground so, um, conversations, so it's more fluid experience. Um, our chat is actually using machine learning to identify when there's a toxic message uh, from the context, not just filtering the words. And then it actually gives a warning and says, this is a toxic message. Are you sure you want to send this? And um, having things like that is really important because um, we're focusing on education environment and we're using machine learning to make our education experience better and kind of more catered towards what we actually need in a classroom. Uh, yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of interesting um, opportunities for growth and uh, I I'm personally very passionate about data and I, I love doing data science. I've been um, advising for startups for a while in data science strategy and how to get into it. Uh, and I know sometimes it can be a little bit intimidating to get into the field because uh, in some ways you have to know quite a bit in different fields to be able to combine it into data science. Uh, but it's also very rewarding and fun. And, you know, that's that's where the future is. And um, I think AI is going to really help us to automate quite a bit of the work, which is kind of what we have been successful in doing so far. And we can spend more of the human time on creative tasks and doing things that, you know, we absolutely love rather than the more mundane work, right? So yeah, completely agree, Noreen. Thank you so much for for coming on. We uh we appreciate you giving us the insight and the, and the history behind InSpace. What an exciting time and amazing journey in such a short period, and clearly a lot more to come. I, I think it's an inspiration to hear uh, a, a startup that that was born out of seeing a simple need. Um, to, and just giving it a go and, and stepping outside of your comfort zone and, and the reaction has clearly been amazing. So um, we wish you all the best and, and we look forward to helping you along that journey. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. And I encourage our listeners to check out InSpace at InSpace.chat. Uh, you can actually sign up for an account and check it out and see how it works. AI Action is brought to you by Aulus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting and networking needs. Aulus offer an exec search program. Aulus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aulus advantage. Become a member of the Aulus community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston, and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to all us members. And don't forget our AI on Action podcast. 
Each week we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career and more. Become an Aldis member and get the Aldis advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldis.com. That's www.aldis.com. Aldis International, empowering through AI.